Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text hope NY in New York. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome back to the Wolverine.com podcast, our video edition. It's uh, a Monday morning, and I have to admit to you all, I'm feeling a little bit salty about the results. Everyone's talking about how fantastic the NFL playoffs were. Well, I I beg to differ in one sense, and that was we know about the quest for uh, ring number eight for one Tom Brady. And for a while, it, it looked like he was getting blown right off uh, the field along with his team. And uh, great comeback, incredibly exciting comeback, and then it gets cut short. We're here to talk about that and much more with our good friend, Tom Crawford, our man in East Lansing. Tom, welcome back to the podcast. And, uh, and how was the NFL weekend for you? Uh, I was just saying this to Anthony. I thought, uh, it was the NFL's finest moment. I mean, four games that were last play games. I mean, that that's on unbelievable that that the way everything played out. The NFL was at an all time high going into this year's popularity is off the scale. And I just thought, you know, everybody was a, was a football fan this weekend. That wasn't even a football fan. I mean, it's just like, it, it had to encompass everybody. 
Yeah, the Tom Brady thing, you know, because that Michigan stuff, and I know, yeah, you know, you're 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 probably double passionate on that Brady thing to, than me. Um, but um, I, I, you knew he was going to come back. You knew there was going to. I don't care if there was turnovers involved, but you knew just because his mere presence, those turnovers were going to happen, and he was going to battle his way back in the game and. Uh, I don't know that that defense of Tampa Bay running that, you know, running a blitz, but not running a blitz. Uh, they're in cover zero. And my God, I mean, what were you thinking? Uh, I want that thing to go into overtime. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're going to play great enough defense and understand my my uh, my unhappiness is is a little bit uh, facetious here because it was a fantastic NFL weekend. I'm on I'm on board with all that, but I, yeah. I like uh you know, you you uh, you watch this, and uh, having known Tom Brady when he was here, knowing just uh, the kind of competitor he is, I really uh, and at his age, we're not going to get to see this much longer. No. I, I kind of wanted to to see him get there again, but after you've if you're his team, that team played some great, made some great defensive plays to help them get back into it. Yeah, if you're and, gonna and, do all that, why then then why do you let them throw it over your heads in the final minute of the game? That's I crazy. I, I, it's kind of like Buffalo's great defense they ran out of gas in that last part against Kansas City. You know, I mean, when you think about Brady's arsenal, you know, not having Chris Godwin. I mean, we saw him at Penn State. I knew that dude was going to be a player, and um, I, you know, I mean, I, I marvel that they they were able to wiggle their way back into that thing, but. You know, I mean, you know, seven Super Bowl rings. I mean, it's on. He could quit right now. I think he said he was going to go to forty-five. He's got one more to go. Maybe he might not uh, come back next year. But I'll tell you what, he's uh, he's in and on a good note, regardless. Of, you know, if, if it, it if it ends right now, I mean, it's a good note in my mind of what he's accomplished. It's unconscionable what he's accomplished. Yeah, unbelievable. I'd say, uh, that was my next question: Does he stay or does he go? I'm guessing he gives it one more year. I just, yeah. I loved what he posted afterwards. He said, you lose, you learn lessons, you go on and you, and you get better. Um, yeah, he could hang it up and with no apologies to anyone for, uh, for all that he's done. He's the best quarterback that has ever taken the field at any level. And I'm just, you know, uh, it would, he, he owes, nobody anything if he hangs it up but i'm saying he gives it one more year at least what are your thoughts you know i think he will give it one more year i mean it's like any any, those questions you know came at him in a barrage post game uh in the tampa bay you know media and uh i thought he handled them well i mean they came at him rapid fire with it i think he'll come back another year um, he said he wanted to go 45, which is amazing. I remember when he said that, I don't know, that was like four years ago. I got, are you kidding me? Are you crazy? What else do you have to prove? But, you know, there's a competitive part of him, and he takes care of himself. And if he gets his arsenal back around him, uh, gets that O-line, everybody get healthy, and he's got to get more receivers, you know, I, I think he could do it. So I, I hope that I hope that's the case, and I'm enjoying it. You know, as much as I enjoy the NFL – and the parity that the NFL does bring, I'm going to make sure I qualify that, that college football to me is still number one in my heart, despite how great the NFL was yesterday. 
All right, and we're going to talk a little college football, but we're going to halt the football talk for a few minutes because there is a Michigan basketball team that is very worthy of everyone's attention at this point. They have uh, gotten past some of their early season struggles, it appears. They get a big road win at Indiana and a, a dominant road win, uh, 80-62. to 62. All of a sudden, Caleb Houston has come alive on the outside shots, and this looks like a different team. Yeah, I mean, he was amazing. And this is two in a row. And I mean, you, you go back to that Illinois game in Champaign. This is when this all started, other than that last seven minutes where their defense kind of fell apart. Um, and, and, you know, they played so well, uh, and Hunter didn't even play in that game. Uh, but what, 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 what they, uh, you know, patched together between the Maryland game at home at Chrysler last Tuesday and then in Bloomington Assembly Hall, one of the toughest place to play. And he has coming off a lot of momentum, coming off that Purdue win. I wanted Indiana to come off the win. I felt they would be easier to play uh, coming off a win versus a loss. But I don't care if they come off a loss. I mean, or, or uh, if they had, yeah, Michigan still would have won this game. This is about Michigan, this game last night. Hunter Dickinson, let's start with him. I mean, he is, his energy level, his engagement. My God, he's hitting his threes. I mean, he had 25 points. Um Three of four from beyond the arc. It's amazing. A little Mo Wagner going on there. He was perfect from the free throw line. Uh, he had some several assists and rebounds. I mean, he was absolutely terrific. You talk about him. I mean, we go on and on and on. I mean, Musa Diabate brings energy on both ends of the court. Um, I mean, T. Will, Terrence Williams, right before the half. I mean, there was just a lot of moving parts, all positive parts to this big win for Michigan. An 18-point win. I did not see it coming down in Bloomington yesterday, JB. I didn't either. But, uh, again, all the, you make great points. Hunter Dickinson, they need the kind of Hunter Dickinson they saw on the court at Indiana, the dominant one from last year. They need Eli Brooks to be a consistent contributor and, and settle things out there and play the defense and all that. Uh, but I, I just can't get away from the fact that what this team lacked early on was that third scoring option where it makes it easier for Hunter Dickinson. It makes it easier for Eli Brooks. And, boy, they're starting to see that in, in Caleb Houston. I, to me, if he's hitting threes, this is such a different look for this team because it's more like what they had last year. You, you were getting that out of Isaiah Livers, and you could get that out of Franz Wagner. If teams have to account for that, that makes this a much more viable Michigan team. And I don't mean to to uh, not acknowledge the uh, contributions of another freshman, Musa Diabate, who you mentioned. Uh, he, he gives them plenty. But, boy, to me, Houston or someone – being able to be that third scoring option on a regular basis is uh, is huge. You know, I'm going to go back to two years ago as far as watching this team in the half-court game. A little beeline ball going on there, JB, and I'm not talking about ball rotation. You know, Devontae Jones only had seven points. I mean, he wasn't, when you look at his metrics, wasn't huge. But his, he was the centerpiece of that ball rotation. You watched that extra pass happening that beeline always talked about and 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 Juwan had that going for his team yesterday. I mean, I you know that one extra pass, and then almost and then I, you know, granted they were hitting their shots uh, that they normally don't, uh, but they they were good looking shots. Everybody was getting their feet under their shoulders. 
they're squared away. But I, I've never seen ball rotation like that all season long. It's been missing on this Michigan team. And let's not forget Brandon Johns Jr. I think I mentioned about just give me 10 minutes, Brandon, out of him. You know, some positive things. He was positive in those 10 minutes, two for two from the field, a uh, couple couple boards. I mean, if that if, if we, we could get that out of Brandon Johns Jr., this is an eight-man, nine-man rotation, solid rotation that could get this team in the tournament. And it comes, obviously, with winning. It comes, obviously, with playing better. But this looks like a more uh, a team that's having a whole lot more fun, that is yeah. more confident, and is just more assured in what it what it is that they're doing. That helps. Yeah, it really does. And, you know, and it's like, yeah, this is only two games. I mean, uh, three, three good performances, let's say that. I mean, there's no question about that. The COVID thing is behind them. Hopefully ever that won't be an issue moving forward. That's the kind of the good thing. If it goes through your team, you're you're kind of done with it, I would think. And then um, the daunting task of what's ahead. Uh, I'm not saying playing Northwestern uh, is daunting, but hey, they got to keep they got to keep alert to the Northwestern Wildcats. Look what they did at the Breslin Center a week and you know a little bit over a week ago. So they got to be ready on that for Wednesday night. And then then you got two of the next three after that at Michigan State, 12:30 on CBS on Saturday. And then Nebraska at home, and then you got Purdue on the road. So uh, they got to take that uh, moxie formula that they had. Hunter talked about. He loved going into a gym like that at Assembly Hall. They feed off that energy. And they're going to have a lot of energy to feed off (laughs) when they go to the Breslin Center. That's going to be a nasty crowd. It's going to be a great experience for Michigan, hopefully a positive one. It's going to be a good experience to have to endure that. And Caleb's going to really find out what it's like being on the road. Yeah, no doubt. And find out what it's like to be on the road there where you yeah. are more hated than uh, you you might be anywhere else on the planet. I think you make a great point about Northwestern. I was going to say it because uh, you cannot take uh, the Wildcats lightly. They go into Michigan State and East Lansing and, and win. That will help Jawan Howard get his team ready for them uh, to just say, look, hey, look what they did. And as far as the weekend, I think that Michigan, uh, it's, it's a good thing that Michigan has already played at Illinois because there's, yeah. a, there's a pretty high level of uh, anti-Michigan sentiment there and a team that is as good or better than Michigan State that Michigan hung with until the very final moments of that game. That gives me a, a little bit of feeling that Michigan could hang in there better than uh, and longer than some people might think just on the surface at Michigan State. Uh, You know they want to run you out of there. You know you have to uh, control Michigan State's fast break game. Uh, I I just think that uh, though Michigan is probably more, much more ready to play the Spartans right now than they would have been even at home in the game that was scheduled. Oh, there's no question about it. And um, it's going to be a, I mean, it's going to be a kind of, you know, Steve Fisher always talks about, uh, always tells players, you know, it's just noise out there, but this is personalized noise when, when you go into the Breslin and, and there's going to be, have to have a lot of blockage of, uh, of what's being said to these. And I'm sure they'll embrace it. And Hunter will be a good leader in that regard. He's been becoming a better leader in the next, uh, the last three games. That's for sure. I think Musa Diabate is going to be the key. He's got to keep his composure uh, and not get in foul trouble because going against Marcus Bingham and such, he's, it's going to be a key. Not to get ahead of the Northwestern game, but 
Uh, I might as well get this in because we won't be talking until after that game. But um, I, I, I like Michigan's chances. The thing about against Michigan State, the thing about Michigan State, though, and I say this, I've been saying this for years, uh, is 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 being able to to make sure that they got it all buttoned up from a transitional defense standpoint, which is why I always admired Isaiah Livers being the the catalyst on uh, transition communication uh, on that defense because Michigan State is going to push 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 that ball off the made basket, let alone off the the you know off the rebound. So Michigan has really got to be cognizant of that because they run like nobody else in the Big Ten. I mean, they're at another level. And what probably more off the made basket than any team in the country, that's what I'm worried about against Michigan State. And that's what could get that that crowd in a frenzy as well. You need to get a win at home against Northwestern. There's no question about that. At this point, uh, the Wolverines have to uh, defend their home court, not let any slip away there. Uh, but regardless of what happens in East Lansing, this is a team – in uh, Juwan Howard's crew that is showing all kinds of signs of getting better and starting to come together. So my question to you is, regardless, I mean, if they get a split this week, beat Northwestern at home, even if they drop the game at, at Michigan State, is this looking more like a uh, legitimate NCAA tournament contender to you? You know, I, I truly think it is, and uh, and you, you've asked me that before the Illinois game. I mean, when we had so many, so many uncertainties, obviously coming up to COVID, and they hadn't played. I mean, my God, when we went to the when I went to the Maryland game, I'm walking into Chrysler. I'm thinking to myself, this is the first time they played in this building in a month, and it's the first time that they won a game in a month. I mean, it's just it was crazy. Um, the scenario that this basketball team has had to endure, and sometimes that galvanizes a team, and maybe that is that maybe that is that moment in time that uh, that this team comes together. I like their chances. Now it's like, and I say this all the time, and I'll say it yet again: when Michigan wins, I think they're going to beat everybody. When Michigan loses, I think they're going to lose to everybody. <laughs> I mean, that's that's kind of how we 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 react to them because they when they you know when they look bad, they they look bad. Um, but I. I think that this. I think there's going to be a way more positive consistency with this team moving forward, and, and I think that starts with Hunter Dickinson. He truly looks engaged, and post game talking to him uh, at the scrum on uh, in the media on Wednesday night, he's locked in, and and, and I can tell that he's it's, it's not like this disengagement like I first thought. So I, I think this team has got it going. I think they're going to make the tournament as we're sitting here today on January 24th. <laughs> yeah. Well, and certainly Hunter Dickinson does not want his last year in a Michigan right. uniform. It very well could be and probably will be that uh, to, to be one where you fall off the table after you lose a couple guys to the NBA. This is going to be, I mean, this is his team. This is uh, his final legacy at Michigan, more likely than not. And you know he wants it to uh, to be the best it can be. He's a he's a competitor too. And as you noted, and this is great news for Michigan. He is he is locked in. He's engaged, and I think now he is seeing the growth around him that will give this team a chance down the stretch. So uh, good news on that score. Um, I, got to uh, got to whip it back to to football, <laughs> obviously because. 
the saga continues. Oh. Uh, we hear about the New York Giants. We hear about the Los Angeles Raiders. And uh, obviously, Jim Harbaugh is continues to work at what he's doing, continues to uh, work for the uh, the team and the program under which he's, he's under contract with them. Uh, but the fact that, you know, we don't know anything about uh, a signed extension other than it hasn't been signed. Uh, I, I know that this bothers you, and I think it bothers a, a lot of Michigan fans, despite the fact that we, we hear that, uh, you know, Jim Harbaugh is, is giving assurances to uh, the recruits that are asking about this, and there are some. Well, I mean, I saw this photo uh, of, of, of Jim Harbaugh with four of his staff members uh, at Luke Montgomery, the, the big defensive end, the 23 recruit out of Finley, uh, a, you know, a top, top recruit, a 23 recruit. So you're going down there with your staff, five guys at this kid's basketball game. And this guy is, this kid is going to be really, I mean, he's a, he's a stud. Uh, he's a five-star. Um, so you're going down there and, how how are you doing that when you're not totally locked in? How do you do that when you haven't signed your, you know, the contract's been sitting on your desk. I mean, what are you doing? I mean, why, why are you making so much, so, you know, so much uh, confusion in a recruit's mind, uh, all these junior days that are coming up, uh, and then that second sunny day coming up? Make a decision. Are you here or are you going? And it's irritating. It would be irritating to me, and it would be irritating to those other staff members, you know, you know, who who are, you know, that they're they're engaged on this. Are, are you with us? Or are you not? Uh, yeah, all systems are go, but you haven't signed a contract. I mean, why not? I mean, just commit. Just commit. <laughs> you ask why? I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate here and give you two potential reasons, and I know you will react to them because that's what you do, Tom. Uh, one, I think you could, you could be waiting because you really want to hear everything that, uh, someone has to offer. If, uh, if you're seriously considering going back to the NFL and two, I think the longer you wait, the, uh, the greater a potential contract that you have to sign could become. And that's not just for Jim Harbaugh, that's for money for assistance, that's for complete support from uh, from the athletic department in the things that you want to accomplish. And if it's going to be your last contract uh, in football, which it well could be, then, uh, then you want to get the most out of it that you can for everyone involved. So, uh, you know, I'm not... Uh, I hear everything that you're saying, but the thoughts on, on those two uh, items on the checklist. Well, okay. So he's, he's made uncertain under no uncertain terms. This surrounded the orange bowl. He, he would uh, work this job for free. Okay. So it's not money. And we know it's not money, but he wants to have all the infrastructure around him. He wants to have probably the highest paid assistant coaching staff. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be LSU esque where you got like 10 million thrown to the staff, but I mean, I mean, well then, then it's on Ward Manual. I mean, make it as good as it's going to be. I mean, I know the rule in negotiation is your willingness to walk away from the table, and obviously he's doing that right now. But I just think between the two of them, Ward Manual and Jim Harbaugh, figure this freaking thing out. 
figure it out right now because you're hurting I me. Mean, if, if I'm a, everything is in the, and it's all about the players in my mind. It's not about the fans. It's all about the kids. Okay. All about the kids. Any coach will tell you that. Okay. Make it all about the kids so that, that when they're making these you know, decision-making processes and things like that, taking the time to go back, that they know exactly what they're going to do. I mean, what else you need to know? Ward, Jim, get in the room, figure this thing out, and, and get it to way where he wants it to be. So it's sitting on the desk and nothing's happened because there's no communication. I mean, what's going on here? I mean, Ward, you're paid 1.1 mil as an AD. Okay, that's pretty good pay. Get it done. It's got to get done. This is ridiculous, in my opinion. I hear you, and I will leave you with uh, two quick thoughts. Um, I'm not sure if Brian Kelly w- would say it's all about the players, and I'm not sure the <laughs> players would say it's all about the players for it, uh, on behalf of Brian Kelly. Uh, but And also, remember this. Regardless of the words that come out of their mouths, nobody would do this for free. Nobody. Oh, I no, I I understand that, and there's there's and, and, you know, I mean, there's ego, and but I, I I understand yeah. all of that, but I, I, just, I just think the, the cut that he took last year, I think, stung him at some level, and uh, you know, I, I get I'm over just, it. Yeah, get yeah. over it. I mean, oh, no. my, my God, I mean, he he got a lot, he got a great salary, and he had no Big Ten titles for the first six years. Okay, get over it. I mean, with, with a lot of resources at the University of Michigan, get over it. You know, don't be sensitive about it. Just, I don't know. I, I, I just think that this is, it, this is becoming laughable right now. I mean, make a decision and move forward. I mean, my God, it's been over a week since Black Monday or whatever that day is. It's been a week now. So uh, make a decision. That's just that's my thoughts on it, but I mean it's not that's something we can do anything about. Obviously, I have no control over, but it's unfortunate. And who says this crap won't be dealing with this stuff next year? And so if I'm a recruit, if I'm a 23 recruit, I go shoot. A year from now, we might I thought might be doing this tango. You know, Harbaugh might be doing a tango with the University of Michigan. Why should I consider them? Why not just go someplace where I can maybe lock in a little bit more? Yeah, I think if he extends and commits, I think that's going to be it. But uh, we we don't have an – you're right. We don't have an assurance of that. So, no. anyway, he's, he's Tom Crawford, and you are never going to have to wonder about what he's thinking because he's going to tell you, and that's why you're here listening to this particular segment. Tom, it's always great to have you on. Thanks for uh, joining us today. We will do it again soon. All right, talk to you next week after the Michigan State game. Let's hope it's an amazing blue outing next Saturday there at the Breslin. Thanks again, JB. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. 
Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.